welcome back. Pull up a chair and join us at the table this week for another episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice, a tabletop role-playing podcast. Welcome back to Paper, Pencil, Dice. So last time, our heroes uh, were figuring out who they wanted to recruit uh, for their epic battle against Kundal. But... What? What's that sound? I don't. What was that sound? I did someone sneeze. It, me. <laughs> it sounded like a muffled sneeze. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. It was like. <laughs> All right. So last time, when our uh, I'm not editing that out just for comedy value. Um, last time, our heroes were recruiting people, and uh, they were they were given the option of choosing three, but they worked around the system a little bit. And went and recruited Taysil, um, the the current Taysil, um, and Taysil had some favors to call in, and uh, Tormir has just shown up with an army. Oh, I've got friends in fee places. Nice. <laughs> so okay. uh, the entire army is just like so, like a random like just like residence nearby in in kind of has opened up. Or like the the door opened up and out walked Tormir, and Barley Dapple Twist, and Taysil, and a uh, bare chested uh, half elf that's eight and a half feet tall with skin tight pants and no shoes with a giant axe, and an army of people of a wide variety of races, uh, backgrounds, you know, injuries, all wearing what looks like injuries. Yeah, like scars and stuff like that. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought they were like actively injured. Oh no, no, no! no. They're, like, they're, like uh, I don't they're just all bleeding. Are... <laughs> <laughs> Wide variety of scars, I should say. Like some like scar along the cheek. Some are missing an eye. Some you know, are... they look battle worn. They look uh, battle worn. That's probably. I, better... I managed to find the scratch and dent special. Yeah, uh, but they're also all wearing uh, green and brown colored uh, beetle, like exoskeleton style armor. Uh, that's you know much larger than normal beetles. Just keep them away from windshields of vehicles. <laughs> you know you're gonna fly your airship, and there's just gonna be a bunch of them just splattered on the front of it. <laughs> we we turn on whatever the equivalent is for windshield wipers. <laughs> that's just Tegan writing on the thing, wiping his hand across the sheet, <laughs> spitting every now and then to give it some. You know. All right, so they all just filed out of a building that is obviously not big enough to have hold like four hundred and eight people in it, and uh, that's it like honestly an surprising. Yeah, it, it was the, apparently a clown car house that was surprisingly storing Tormir and others. I brought some friends. But I see that. What? Who's all these? Who is all this? I met them in the Feywild. Uh, did you break your one rule? What rule are you talking about? I don't have any rules. Actually, <laughs> don't say that. I was able to use someone else's deal. Uh, okay. Uh, I just wanted. Okay. All right. Uh, so they're all here to help uh, fight. I. They look like a. Look like a rowdy bunch. 
the uh, the the eight and a half foot tall elf looks over and goes, "My boys are always up for a fight." I really just want to um, turn to them and be like, "Some of you may die, but that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make." <laughs> <laughs> but that's not Tormir at all. Uh, oh, it's that's good to hear. Uh, did, what's what's your name and what's your what's your boys? I guess what's the what, do you have a group name? Well, I'm Zabrox, and uh, some call me Zabrox the Mighty, and he like puts the axe like head head down on the ground, puts one of his feet on sort of one of the small parts of it that doesn't have a blade sticking out of it, and just kind of like stands there in sort of the uh, the Captain Morgan stance with his uh, you know, the 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 axe head down, and just kind of flashes you a winning smile, and he goes, and these are the boys, my boys. That's what I call them, anyway. All right. I'm like you, so they, they kind of like look at each other and they're like, "Yeah." <laughs> you you definitely look mighty, Zabrox. I'm glad to have you on board. He like kind of like flips his hair. Or like he he doesn't have a long hair, but enough that he can like flip his head back and his hair flips slightly, and uh, it, it seems to almost flow in an invisible wind as he like smiles at the uh, statement All right, of Fabio. The, uh, of of your saying that he looks mighty somehow that makes him like look more confident than he already did. So would you say that his boys were streaming out of that door, much like you can stream the new season of Boys on Amazon? <laughs> oh God! We are not getting paid anything. We are not getting paid anything for this. Oh wow, that was like the old. I think that's the only plug we've ever made on this show, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> or other than for random songs. Oh yeah, that too. Wow. Free well. advertising. <laughs> Look, those. it's not a good sponsor spot. It's not even a sponsor. They'll probably just ask us to not mention them again. <laughs> please, please stop talking about us. Probably. I'm sure if they Almost they certainly. hear about us, I'd be highly surprised. Uh, 20, you know, twenty years down the line, we get a cease and desist. <laughs> there's a bot. There's bots out there. You know. That's true. I- all right. Anyway, so uh, all this commotion going on, and uh, the three uh, people from Aegis come walking back up, and they're like, they're like looking at each other and going, "I didn't bring anyone yet. Did you? No, I didn't bring." You never said I couldn't bring someone. We we did not. That is. Uh, most impressive to assemble a force that large in this short of a time. I'm taking it by the fact that you are beginning to assemble, that you are ready to make your decisions. Is that correct? Aye, and the first decision is Promethor. Preferably when he has all five stones on his person. Okay. I will see if we can find... Promothor with stones? Okay. I... Specifically the power stones. <laughs> not just any stones. <laughs> He's going to show up with a couple <laughs> like shows up with like five rocks. <laughs> <laughs> just want to clarify this. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and I think we would like him uh, as soon as we can to utilize his knowledge 
Um, All right, give me a moment. And he, uh, uh, you know, the the first one walks up, um, the one with the sort of one rectangular and one circular glasses with the uh, uh, cigarette holder, and he kind of stands there and like his glasses begin like flickering through different images so fast that you guys can't really make uh, out what it looks like and uh he goes i have found three instances of this promothor with in possession of five stones um i have found several in possession of less than five stones you wish for all five stones Yes. Taysil goes, um, can, can we have a moment? Do you have a recommendation on the best time period to get him from? Um, I would recommend, uh, before he waged his war in the north, when he had all five stones, it was when he began his war and he was a bit more spiteful shall we say um i feel like if we can get the um before he uh he lost his family um we might get a more reasonable promothor he might not have all the stones at that point but i don't think we're going to have to talk him down so to speak I feel safe in taking your recommendation. I would agree. I would concur. I'm good with that. And uh, he goes, before, while he still had his family, I found with one stone in that period, two stones in that period, I don't see with any more than two. It'll have to do. Very well. He pulls out his uh, cigarette holder, um, stick, just sets it gently on the ground, uh, cigarette face down, and it somehow doesn't tip over at all. Um, and it sinks into the ground, widens out until it's a large sort of uh, black disc, and uprises a uh, a dwarf. Uh, this dwarf is not that much bigger than. A normal dwarf, except for he appears to be very enhanced with uh, different forms of technology. He's got, like, like the thing is not like he's replaced things, but he's wearing essentially like a mech suit type thing that's made out of different sort of steampunk sort-esque things. He's got a, like, I'm sorry? Exosuit. Exosuit, yeah. Um, he's got like a, a, a wraparound thing that goes around his, uh, his, um, face and there appears to be a gem in his little headset. Um, Jordy Ladorf. Well, it only goes over one eye, but yes, he's like half Jordy Ladorf. Oh, never mind. He's, um, oh, what are they called? He's a Saiyan. (laughs) There are, it's over 9,000. Um, but, uh, he's a Borg. Or yeah, I guess Borg. Yeah. As well. Um, he has that, he's got, uh, his other arm, he's got, uh, you know, there's like a large uh, glove that goes all the way up to his shoulder and there's like different tubes that are connecting from that to a backpack. Uh, similarly, there's tubes going from that same backpack to leg things and he, you know, he's got, just got other armored pieces around. 
Uh, the backpack itself looks like there's a bunch of gears and things that could probably fold out of it. And he looks around and goes, where am I? Why? How have I been brought here? And he like holds up his, his glove and like points it at like the, the army that's standing in front of him. And you see like this thing fold out of it that has a large barrel. And you now see where the second gem is, which is attached to that glove. And it begins yeah, doing that. And the barrel starts rotating and turning orange. And he goes, Greetings, Promethor. And he quickly spins facing you. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't fire. Like he, it looks like it's charged up and ready to fire, but he hasn't. He's trying to figure out who. How do you know my name? Um, uh, we've made acquaintance with a friend of yours, Taseel, who's right over here. Hi, it's. And he like spins over to her and like just stands there stunned. His gun powers down. He lowers his arm. And goes. Taseel. He goes, she, she's like, it's it's been so long. I, and he goes, no, no, it hasn't. It's, I mean, we had dinner not a fortnight ago. And she goes, in your world, in your time, yes, it's not been long. For me, it's been more than a thousand years. And he looks confused and looks back over at uh, Tormir. And then looks back and says, what do you mean it's been a thousand years? He goes... And then he looks over at back at Tormir and goes, explain this. So, we've temporarily displaced you in time because we need your assistance. We are currently dealing with the Artem spawn... And also a lich who goes by the name of Kundal. And we're at a bit of a convergence in which both are becoming problematic for us. And I couldn't think of anyone better to help. The Artem Spawn. Is the vessel present? Explain? What do you mean by vessel? So, there's a small settlement uh, to the south um, where they built around, just crops grew really well there. A bunch of humans settled it. Um, but buried beneath the earth was a, uh, an ancient uh, ship of sorts. I went there a while back and was able to salvage um, a number of uh, things, which is, and he like points to his glove and his, his uh, headpiece and goes, I was able to reverse engineer and build these. Uh, there were these uh, devices and, and uh, things that were powered there. So has that vessel been lost? Oh, that's or pretty sure that's still there. Um... Okay. Master Where? Ganthus, does that line up with your recollection of events? He looks over us. I guess I never really thought of it as a vessel. It was more of a containment thing. He goes, I guess, suppose, depending on how far it's degraded, it would be considered that. Um, well, we can uh, 
I guess we need to go south. Uh, how far am I forward? And uh, at that point, the the uh, the guy with the two different shaped glasses says, uh, "You have been removed uh, one thousand two hundred and sixty three years." Okay, a lot can happen in that period of time. Apparently, uh, I disappear for a thousand years. And Tasty goes, disappeared. That's a more pleasant way of putting it. He goes, oh, goes that badly for me? Well, don't tell me. I don't want to know. Um, anyway, let's uh, let's go take a look at the uh, the vessel and see what we can do. And the other the other two members of you just go. Are you wishing to call in our favors later or now? Um, why don't I take the airship with Promethor and Tasiel to the vessel? Well, you guys get the, the remaining individuals we had discussed. Ma uh, Master Ganthus uh, looks at you and goes... I think it'd be faster to just walk to the vessel than it would be to walk to the. Oh airship. yeah, yeah. I forgot. It's like we're in that we're, town. We're, okay. We're Sorry. In, in I thought we were. I thought we were like like twenty minutes or or like two hours south of it, the town. No, no. It's in. It's in Inconovus is where. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Right. I, I. Okay. I, I didn't realize we we're in Inconovus. I thought we yeah. were in like Nip or whatever. No, you're fine. Yeah, Nip is the airship is parked between Inconovus and Nip. Right gotcha. now. Yeah. Okay. I don't do know. Do we want? Do we want to hold off on bringing the other groups here? The other, the other two, for now, until we're ready to embark. Well, we may want to consider um, bringing Marin, so that we can discuss strategy if if you want sure. to get that ahead of time. Sure. Uh, is there any specific time frame? that you would prefer to get Marin from? Well, I think right now is a good time just because Marin has knows the stakes already of what, what we're out to accomplish. So, okay. Uh, and uh, it, as uh, long as we... their group is together, you know, and they should be. Um, out of a quick aside, so Athir, you remember that during the Battle of uh, Malatun, that a few members of Marin's group had perished. Yep. So, do you want to grab them now, or do you want to grab them when prior to those members perishing? I think, I think now, just because okay. they know what what makes, they know it's easier to convince them of of something that is for now versus okay. where. If we grab them before, their concern is going to be for Malatune. That's fair. That makes sense. Okay. Um, so do you let the other members of Aegis know, or do you guys want to go with Promethor first? Sure. Let's... We can get... We can get married. That's fine. Okay. I so, mean, I guess I look at the members of Aegis and I question... Um, and I ask, you had mentioned that there was a time limit, per se... There is. Um, it's entirely based around how disruptive it is. 
So if the individual in question alters uh, the course of how things will play out dramatically, they will last a shorter period of time before they must return. Alternatively, if it is a single person and they're only doing things that possibly you would have done on your own uh, in a more dramatic fashion, then it's probably going to last longer, possibly upwards of days to a week. Uh, you bring in an army of 30 people, um, you know, that, that time is spread out among the, the group. Um, you, you might have a group of 30 people for a day. You might have a group of 100 people for an hour. Um, we will only allow them to stay long enough before the timeline begins rejecting them. We will not risk attracting those things again. Okay. I just wanted to So clarify. we gotta get moving with this. <laughs> so, like... For Marin's group, they'll probably ask you how many of them do you want. The more you, the more you opt for, the shorter period of time it is for the whole group. The longer, or the. Uh, uh, but also the thing is, is they are physically in this time, so probably at the same time you're not being as disruptive. You're just moving them in space, less so in time. So it will actually last probably longer, even for a decent sized group. Yeah. Promothor is, is, you know, only one person, but that was a long time to move him, so. Yep. Sure. Go for it. All right, so the, um, uh, the, the one with the icy briefcase, or the briefcase made of ice, walks over, and she lays down her briefcase, opens it up, and says... Who do you wish to call next? Marin and her band of, uh, uh, I guess, what do you call them? Adventurers? Uh, would you call them? Uh, the rebels. rebels? Or, or the rebels. Rebels, that's it. Yeah. So Marin, what is Marin's full name? Marin Mistwalker. Marin Mistwalker. All right. Or of Clan Neltoth. <laughs> you are... So you, uh, she flips... Uh, she looks in, and again, you see like flashes of light coming at her face from within the, uh, the briefcase. And she looks up from it at you and goes, You were wishing for Marin uh, and her band of rebels from what time? Now... Now, the, this time where they're all gathered together. So, you know, uh, I'm their assuming. state. Very well. Yeah. Yes. Um, she takes it and she, uh, t you know, pulls out this, um, it looks like a sphere of some sort. Just this, like, icy glass sphere out of it. And, uh throws it and it shatters and this this sort of mist and water kind of you know steams up from where it lands and when the mist clears you see Marin and about like six others standing there and, and they're uh the Marin immediately draws her sword and goes what and she lowers at the moment that she sees a theer she goes a theer what and then she like raises it up again when she sees the army. 
What is this? Is this a dream? No, it's not a dream. If you remember, we were off to uh, battle for Kandal and uh, all of these uh, gems that we were trying to acquire. Yes. Uh, The battle is now, and we could use your help. The battle is here? The battle is upon us here. Uh, We could use your tactics, your wisdom, and even your might if you have it available. I... Along your side, you you can have anything I have to offer. And your your companions, will they join us as well? And uh, one of them stands up and goes, We will follow Marin no matter where she leads us. I appreciate that. We and, and one of them looks directly at you and goes, If you ever wish to rejoin rejoin our uh, our order, we would happily take you. Well, we can always fit, find that out uh, at a later time. For now, we have more pressing matters Understood. And Marin uh, says, all right, so you're going to have to explain to me how you were able to bring me here later, but uh, no time for that now. Let, what, what do we have available at our, uh, at our disposal? Well, we've had, uh, you know, it, it does kind of tie in with uh, how you got here and now. The, the Order of Aegis has the ability to bring people from time and space to this very point. And um, they have brought uh, pr- the Promophor, if you remember that name, to here to this time to assist us. And he has a few gems of power to, at his disposal, as well as an army that has come with, uh, what was her name? It wasn't Thalia. Taseal. Taseal. Now I'm sort of confused. Uh, with Taseal. Uh, and Taseal, of course, of, is of the Fae. So we've got quite a formidable force already. And then uh, we plan to bring on another, if possible. I not... I, I, I will... I don't fully understand, but... You have an army that I can deal with. She, she looks over and goes, you, who leads you? And they point over towards uh, Zabrox and he goes, hey, you're a pretty lady. You want to <laughs> help come hang out with the boys? And she looks at him and goes, you try that again and I'm going to take your head and take your army. And she goes, ooh. He's like, ooh, feisty. <laughs> And he, he like he like stands there and like poses, and she just like sighs and goes, "Ah." Will, and she looks at the rest of the army and goes, "Will you listen to my orders?" And they're like, "We will happily listen to your orders as long as they make sense. We simply follow him because, well, he's far stronger than any of us could deal with." Marin looks over at him and goes. Really? I mean, yeah, he's tall, but <laughs> he's an idiot. <laughs> That's not very Damn. nice. And and he he looks Damn. over at her, obviously not having understood the word idiot, and goes, "Thank you." Oh boy. 
She just rolls her eyes and goes, "All right, let's uh, let's figure this out." She kind of crouches down, and sort of sits on her ankles, and and pulls out her sword and starts kind of drawing in the dirt and talking to some of the more uh, lieutenant level people within the army, and starts trying to figure out, you know, what what are we looking at? Um, one of the other people ha- has a uh, a bag and just so happens to have a map of of Nishtun, at least how it looked, you know, previously, and they start planning things out. Um, she invites the theater to come over and, and, you know, go over some of that with them as well. Cool. Uh, meanwhile, Promothor goes, well, what would you have me do? First, we have to attempt to stabilize the containment on the Artem spawn. And then... We need to figure out a way to defeat this lich once and for all. I have some ideas. Sorry. No. Uh, I I have some ideas that I might I I would like to run past you about potentially using the Artem spawn. Nope. Intriguing idea. Let's. Which way is the vessel? Let me. He like looks up, looks around. He goes, "Settlement has gotten much larger. Um, should be that way, I believe." He points in the in in the direction of where the 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 ship or the underground ship is. He goes, "Shall we?" uh, Before you go, take a look at that. Um, Are you familiar with the Sky Chaser? Storm Chaser. Or Storm Chaser. Am I familiar with my own ship? Of course I am. I built I it. I didn't know exactly what period of time you were from, and if you had built it yet. Just uh, I I I've built it. I uh, it's it's a it's a vessel to to fly in. Um, my family and I like to see the country and um, see the sights. So yes, I, I mean it's not uh, it's nothing fancy. I, I I shuttle people around every once in a while, but so yes, I haven't I integrated any of the power stones into that ship yet. What use would I have for that? I mean, the, the, I I I was able to uh, char- charge the battery enough to. Uh... But no, no worries, no worries. Okay. Um. Yeah, let's and, go and figure that. He, he looks over at Tasio like confused, and she's like, "Don't, don't." I, I don't want to talk about that. And uh, he goes, i guessing I probably don't want to know, but um, yeah, let's go look at the vessel. <laughs> All right, it's off this way. Um, Jethal, do you want to maybe discuss with the Aegis folks the, the last one we had in mind? Oh, the I other th- me? I think you're uniquely qualified to talk with that individual. Uh, sure. Yeah, I can. I can. I can. Uh, I'll. I'll just meet you down there. Yeah. Uh, I never met this guy, but that's 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 fine. Yep. I mean, you kind of have. Well, that's fine. I, I'll. I'll. Yeah, that's fine. I can talk with him. Uh, do what time? What time frame do we want to get him from? 
before he was lost in the Feywild, I'd imagine. Oh, okay. Um, I'll take it from you. I, I didn't. I don't, or maybe that one would that be one. fine too. Just follow your heart. No one knows oh. this guy better than you do. Okay. All right. Uh, wave at the Aegis person. Yep. The calculating jester walks over uh, with her. Calculating uh, jester. Yeah, with her parasol, and she goes. So, you wish to make your final selection? Uh, y yes. Um, this one may sound a little strange. Um, I guess there was a another version of myself that uh, they encountered while in the Feywild. Uh, that they would like to, that we would like to uh, recall to help us, to aid us. I do, you, okay. You, I can find the one that was encountering them at the time. Is that the one you wish me for me to find? Um, is there a way to find him and then backtrack at all? Or... Well, give me a moment. And she opens the parasol, looks up into it, and you see like uh, flashing lights as she's looking at looks like a screen essentially on the inside of the parasol, and it's just flat, flickering through different scenes. You can look at it if you want, but it's I mean it's flashing too fast for you to really interpret really a whole lot of what's going on. Um, sure. And she goes, "Okay, there's that. Uh, yes, I can uh, retrieve him from immediately before." Uh, it looks like you. Yes, that's that's the that's the you, the you you. Were captured by. Are those water kelpies? Eh, whatever. Um, yes, I can absolutely. They were ferocious. I is not for me to judge. <laughs> I can certainly. Uh, Pull uh, him in from immediately before that happened. Uh, well, if if that's, let's just go after they that he met. I guess the rest of the group. Okay. So she like holds up her arm, and you see like a image just like her past because. All right, so you want immediately after... It looks like he sent them through a rift of some sort. That sounds like a good time. All right. So he takes her parasol and, like, lobs it off to the side, and it just kind of, like, fl flips a few times in the air and then immediately stops in midair and freezes in space. And immediately rain becomes pouring down from inside of the parasol onto the ground beneath. Uh, and you see, like, lightning start to strike the ground periodically. Uh, in those bright flashes, immediately as one of the flashes ends, you see yourself. A much older version of yourself, wearing a robe and have, like, a big uh, staff with a gem, large gemstone on top of it. Um, a, you know, book, uh, a spell book kind of attached on a chain to your belt. 
and just lots Super and big. lots of stuff. But uh, it's yeah, it's definitely bigger than your spellbook. <laughs> um, but it's uh, it, it's there, and uh, he looks over and uh, he was like, "Well, I mean, I've seen Stranger Things." Well, actually, like, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna and now streaming on Netflix is Stranger Things season three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! We are still not being paid. Yeah. Apparently being promoted by different streaming services. Anyway, um, so Chris, I'm going to let you role play you oh and God. you. <laughs> this is going to be uh, interesting. This is Brandon's happy moment. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get so confused. This is payback. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For, yeah. Old, for Dark Jethal. Oh, come on. Dark, Dark Jethal was fun. <clears throat> uh... So, how do I want to delineate them? <clears throat> you do an old man voice <laughs> uh, for the whole You world. are not prepared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, oh, Jethal. I'm glad you've uh, arrived. Hello. Uh, hello? Where? This is <laughs> strange. I've and I uh ta- who's all still here? Tabitha and Athir, and obviously the army and everything else. Okay. And they're all watching. Actually, the, the sure. well, a lot of the army is watching you. Um, several people in the army and Marin and others are kind of look drawing on the ground and forming some sort of a plan. Sure. Uh, I know this seems odd. Um, we've brought you here to to help with the problem that I think you may be familiar with um, from what my cohorts have uh, mentioned it seems that you are very familiar with the threat of Kundal and the Artem spawn uh, uh, y- y- yes of course um what can I help with? I was ultimately unsuccessful. Well, that's where we would like your input to help us be successful. This is really weird, by the way. <laughs> now you know how I feel. <laughs> what do you mean be successful? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, you are like bright red right now. <laughs> I'm also very sunburnt, so. Uh, could I be mean, it. if it helps, I can just do old Jethal if you want. I just try. I mean, to, if that's what know. you're into. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know, the gray beard like it makes nice handlebars, I'm just saying. That's not making it into the episode, is it? (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, maybe we'll find out. Depends on how lazy I get when I'm editing. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, so... My understanding is you had some suggestions uh, that my group 
that you that you had suggested that maybe could be successful or be more effective against Kandal. And I would like your assistance in that and then potentially also have you, you know, help us with the actual battle, if you would be so inclined. Uh, I mean, I don't have any... I, I mean, I, it, if this will help you keep your world and not let it fall to Kundal, I will, I will do what I can. By the way, that was the easiest, uh, e easiest convincing ever. <laughs> will I you mean, do this? Why? Yes, I'd be delighted to. What, <laughs> so have you, you asked? Wouldn't you listen to you? No. I mean, I'd probably argue. Yes. <laughs> nah. Oh, me personally or my character? We, my, Dethal knows. He's just, you know, he knows he's good, and he knows that when he's, you know, I mean, when he's passionate about something, he's he's got to help the other one. Dethal even got along with Dark Dethal, okay? Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, Dark Dethal wasn't that bad. He was fine. Maybe he's just uh, mad just all the way down. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <clears throat> um so uh where what can what can I wh how can I help I guess initially? Uh, well, I think I think Ethier and those guys over there and I point at them doing their battle planning have kind of started strategizing um I, i'd like to hear what your ideas were on how to defeat kondal um and see if we can kind of enact that uh or see what what it would take to be able to do that um and then do the opposite so he kind of explains i'll, I'll paraphrase this a little bit um yeah. the old man Dethal kind of explains that one of his ideas that he had wanted to try but was steered away uh, by Tormir, was to try to... Uh, he had a theory that if they could find a way to uh, split the Artem spawn into five, then he, Tabitha, Tormir, Tegan, and himself could have um, essentially worn them as, as essentially suits that were their own each containment device long enough to essentially both protect themselves from the undead and give them the ability to inflict vast wounds against the undead because it is the perfect antithesis of the undead itself. Um, if they could do that, then that, that might have worked. However, Tormir thought it was a very foolish thing to attempt, and uh, the rest of the group agreed with Tormir, and they didn't try that. Um, he doesn't really know if that would have worked or not, but it's something that they had thought about that they didn't get a chance to try that may possibly have changed it. And he doesn't know. I think it would be worth running this theory by our friend Promethor and see if he concurs with your theory of using the Artem Spawn. Let's uh let's let's head down. They they went down to the containment area to 
I guess, check on the vessel and check on it. So let's head down there. Okay. So we will uh, jump over. So I guess, Tabitha, are you doing anything at the moment? Because um, I know Athir is planning with Marin. Uh, are you going to go help continue planning with Marin? Are you going to come with the others to the uh, sense of the vessel with uh, Tormir? Oh, I'm and just going to go Dampus? plan with Marin. Okay. Someone's got to oh, tell these guys go... what to do. You want to go pick apples? No. No <laughs> apples. Apples are dead to me. No apples. Death to apples. Okay. Man, so, uh, Steve Jobs is very rolling sad. over in his grave right now. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, Toromir and Promethor arrive first, uh, with Master Ganthus kind of following in tow. Um, so, you guys arrive, so and... What, what is your understanding of the Artem Spawn, by the way? When I discovered it, it was... There was a device that was here. It... So, well... He's just, just, I assume you guys are in the underground area where the vessel is by this point. Or are you asking this on the walk over? Yeah, on the walk over. Okay. So he goes, well, so there was this vessel that had arrived here. It had a device with what I later found out to be the Artem Spawn contained within it. Uh, based upon the, the technology and, the, and, and what was in there, it obviously had been here for a uh, very long time. There were these stones of power in it, and based upon my calculations, uh, only one of it could store it for centuries at that point. Uh, so I realized the strength of these these stones that were there and I left one behind and I took the other four to try to uh, see what I could do with them. Uh, two of them were already uh, back in uh, Malatun or no, what's the, the name of the mountain at this point in time? Uh, oh, hold on, I got that actually. Uh, where is it? Oh no! You're talking about you're just talking about like Lantern City. Uh, right? Kier Doral, Kier Doral, yeah. So Kier Doral, yep. yeah. Yeah, uh, the one that always sounds like a drink. <laughs> so he goes. Two of them are uh, serving uh, various purposes in my uh, labs in in Kier Doral. Um, the other two are on my person at the moment. Um, I use them for a wide variety of. Uh, work and things uh, generally when I have projects to work on otherwise I leave them behind me back in Kier Doral um, beyond that uh, the the last one I left in the vessel uh, the vessel from what uh, told me it was called the Centauran Stone so that was the most powerful of the five and that's the one I left behind because it would contain it for long enough and I could do my research and see what I could recreate from the technology I discovered there um, with the intent of once the Artem Spawn grew powerful enough to uh, overpower what that containment stone was able to do, I'd bring back others. In theory, if one could power it for centuries, another could continue it. Um, 
but uh, that's that's how I had uh, had left it, I suppose. Did you do any experimentation with the Artem spawn? Oh, of course. Um, I can these stones actually manipulate the Artem spawn itself? Sort of. Um. So the the stones themselves are essentially they're, they're they're vessels of just raw energy. Um, they're not. So you're familiar with magic, correct? Aye. So magic isn't quite what you you think, um, based upon my understanding of the resources of the stones. So there appears to be some sort of invisible, I guess. Uh, some call them, I guess, ley lines. Some call them a variety of different things. There's there's a latent power sort of in the background behind everything, and these are able to be conduits towards pulling in power from, I guess, another world. I, I don't fully understand where the power itself is coming from, only that the I, I, I'm able to use these stones to channel it in its purest form. So the stones themselves have really nothing to do with the Artem spawn itself. They instead appear to have something to do with whatever the technology or power that they, where they, wherever they came from. Presumably not of this world itself. Um, in fact, uh, as an aside, I would absolutely love to find out what world these things came from because my assumption is there are more than just the five of these. Potentially, there could be far, far many more. From what I could tell, they were not just powering the containment vessel, they were powering this entire vessel before it somehow unceremoniously embedded itself in the surface of this, this world. That makes sense that was powering the vessel, based off of our own evidence. Um... So, as far as the Artem spawn itself, um, obviously, I didn't want it to escape or breach containment. Um, so, uh, but, you know, as any good scientist would, I took samples of it. I uh, took those and I experimented on them and I was able to make a wide variety of uh, things. In fact, I was actually able to figure out uh, how to do it. I, I, I found a way to be able to project things through the stones using the Artem spawn. Um, in theory, I, I believe I could actually um, use the Artem spawn itself as a way to make myself immortal to, uh, you know, in, in a matter of speaking. Because if I can actually use one of the stones in tandem with the Artem spawn, in theory, I could take someone's consciousness and put it into a stone. Um, if I were to use it, I could create, uh, you know, machines that, um, eventually gained sentience and intelligence. Um, these are all theoretical, of course, but... Of course. Um, I mean, and beyond that, it could connect me to a wide variety of things. What I can do is I can bring life to that which has none. because um, from what I can tell, the Artem spawn, as the vessel calls it, is uh, I mean, it's life itself. 
uh, unmitigated, uncontrolled life. So we could use it. I mean, and, and you're saying that what we're fighting against is a lich, the undead. I mean, I, I can't think of a better weapon. That it's the exact opposite. If you're fighting something made of ice, what would you use besides fire? Do you think it would be possible to use the power of the stones along with some sort of device to manipulate the Artem spawn itself? I mean, it's... It's unmitigated life. It has no intent. So, in theory, that as I said before, these are simply vessels of just raw power. Well, we're trying um, to contain the energy, right? That's right, right. essentially what well, it is. And potentially shape that energy to do something else. I mean, there's there's one way I could think of. Um, I mean, there, there's one of the stones. So each of the stones, while they have power, they also have power over things. Like they, what, what they can do. Uh, is, they have uh, specialties, I suppose, is a way of putting it. Um, but one of them, uh, the blue one, the Draco stone. Um, that one, uh, right now it's back in Kyodoral. It's it's controlling essentially my my central uh, nervous system. Really, is what it's doing. Um, but it's, if, if we could go to Kyrdorel and, and get a hold of it, uh, we could uh, use it to, uh, to essentially influence and control and manipulate the Artem spawn. In theory, if we use the stones in that regard, and the rest of them in tandem with the Draco stone, we could probably actually, I mean, I could probably foresee making a golem that we could control with a remote control out of the Artem spawn. Alright, I guess first, we should probably figure out how to prevent the Artem spawn from being released prematurely. Um, Master Gantus pipes up at that point like, yeah, that, that really wasn't great last time. Yeah, I'd like to avoid that. And then technologically, we have you know, we could always use your assistance in potentially developing this containment device into something else. Okay. By this point in time in your walking, you've pretty much arrived at the vessel. He goes, what do you want to repurpose this into? Well, as you mentioned, life and undeath are natural opposites. Is there a way to unleash small amounts of the Artem spawn to counter that unlife? 
based upon my experimentation with it, I would not recommend releasing any of it at all. But um, if you could contain it, you could, rather than release it, you could wield it. Think of the Artem Spawn less as a projection of, of life and more of a sword made out of life that you could simply slice through and death with. Interesting. Um, if you were to take that sword and unleash it, yes, it would project forward out, but at what point would it stop? Um, but if you could simply wield it in its contained form, in, in a blade, so to speak, you could cut through undeath itself, and so long as it maintained its shape as a blade, both you and really everything around you would remain safe other than that with that with which you cut through. No, I'm, I'm speaking in metaphor, obviously. Um, it's not... I, I'm not suggesting let's make a sword out of it. But does that make sense? Yes, and... What would be the danger to oneself utilizing it in this way? And so long as it stayed contained, I would say minimal. If it breach containment um catastrophic all right so um, i'll lead him to the chamber okay uh to have him inspect the state of the uh containment okay. device itself he looks at it and he uses his little like lens lens that goes over one eye and you know, inspects it further, and then goes over the computer console and types in things, and it's a, you know, the computer console goes, Welcome back, Promothor. He goes, Ah, it still remembers me. He looks over at Tormund and goes, How long has it been again? Uh, 1,200 years, apparently. Ah, impressive. So he, you know, uh, Say like you see him just starting to type in like console commands on this thing. Like he understands this better than anyone else you've ever, you know, than anyone else. You guys have been just using its voice control. This he's now, you know, he's entering rip commands at this point. Um. And uh, it, it projects out this uh like just array of you know midair projection of you know like what is the state of the containment, different points that it predicts are potential breach uh, things, and he goes. Looks like it's still intact at the current time. Um, oh, it's real, real close. It looks like you're you're almost you're only two months away from it breaching. That's I mean, and you have two stone. Wow, it it has been a long time. I I, I suppose. Um, but uh. Yeah, you're going to definitely need uh, more than two stones here eventually. Um, and is this device in a state, from what you can tell, where if all of the stones were used, it would interface properly? Uh, as in, if you put all five stones back into the, 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 the console here... Did, Elaborate on what you mean by interface properly. I, I don't want to be surprised if we do manage to get all of the stones here at one time. Uh, to have them not function interfacing with the device. 
I mean, I, I can't imagine what damage has happened to those stones in the last 1,200 years, I suppose, since I would have last been in touch with them. But so long as the stones were still intact and operational, I, I would imagine, you know, give me just a moment, he types in some more commands, he goes, the, the ship uh, is reporting of large amounts of damage to its exterior hull and that it's not, no longer uh, flight-worthy, um, but that's the same state it was when I last looked at it. So I don't imagine that there would be a um, dramatic... Are, are you saying that you have all five stones right now? And, and, and if we had all five stones, would we potentially be able to transport, do you think... The containment device itself. The containment device itself is where it is contained. The the you'd have to uh, also disconnect the uh, system itself that is con that is controlling and powering and essentially uh, combating the Artem spawn, as well as the device that uh, contains the stones that powers it all. So you'd have to maintain those three things together if you were to t attempt to remove them from this vessel uh, without causing damage to any of them in their removal. That uh, does not sound like a wise venture. Um... I would suggest if what you're looking for is possibly uh, we could use the computer system or use the system here on board the vessel to uh, create a a new form of containment vessel and instead uh, we could essentially recreate all the different elements themselves and transfer the Artem spawn from the existing containment vessel into the new one. That would be a much safer venture than trying to remove this out of the ship it's integrated with. Alright, and... In what form the, would at that... At this point in time, the two Jethals show up. Um, okay, so it's just Cygnus. Like, we're ch ch chatting back and forth. It's Cygnus, Draco. I have, I have Centaurin. Volan. Oh yeah, the okay. Cent yeah, so I have Volan since Centaurin and Scorpion are in the console. Uh, Jethol, can you hand me the Volan stone? Uh, sh sh sure. Take it out and give it to you. What do you? What do? You, what are we doing? I brought uh, the I brought Jethal. Um, he had some ideas around maybe how we could utilize the Artem spawn, and I wanted to go over that with. All right, Promethor, uh, can you Promethor? Uh, sorry to interrupt, but can you begin trying to construct a new containment vessel? Certainly. What? Um, are we wanting one containment vessel? Or, so I know. You were referring to just simply moving it from one place to another? Are we simply just wanting to recreate a single containment vessel? Or do we wish to, in the interest of making it less powerful, have it in multiple containment vessels? Uh, well, I will say my, my I don't know, older half uh, here is uh, has some ideas around this stuff. Uh, well, I was thinking if we could integrate it into Storm Chaser. How would we Storm Chaser as the as the vessel? 
I suppose that could that could work potentially. And um, with that being able to then create a bit of a pulse. Sort of like uh, an anti-magic pulse, but for unlife. I thought we just discussed not releasing the... Not releasing, but a sword. A really big sword. Oh, okay. So, like, you want to make a, like, a ramming um, pylon on the front of this ship that can charge into the forces of undeath? More like... Say there's some sort of energy weapon we have access to. Could we use that in tandem with it? Charge the power of life through an energy projection. You know? That might just work. Once. Don't like once. I, I well, once as long as you wish for containment to be maintained. Twice if you don't care about that. I mean, I'd have to do the I'd have to do the math, but um, so it kind of gestures towards the containment vessel and goes the the Artem spawn like you can see it's like at capacity like this whole thing is just full of Artem spawn. He goes, when I was last here, it was much smaller. It took up maybe an eighth of that container, and that was as large as it had gotten. Right now, it looks like it's, if it was actually allowed to resume its actual size, this thing is as big as this, what this settlement has become, at least. Um, just compressed down into this space. So, but if if we could damage it enough to remove it from containment and reduce it back to the size it was when I had encountered it, it would only take a single stone to contain it. I don't think that will be an issue. You don't think what containing it will be an issue? No. Okay. The power isn't um, going to be the issue. It's how we're going to use it. So you're wishing to channel the life energy through an energy project. I mean, we could absolutely do that. Um, if we can... Let me think here. Wait. You said you had all... There's, I see two stones over there. You asked him for the bullion stone... Do you have the other two? I begin inserting all of the stones into the console. He goes, Well, I have an idea. I'd like to hear your idea. And we don't I'm have all five stones. We have seven stones. That was exactly my point. With the stones that I have, it, you have two months left in containment here. If we can 
put all the stones into there, we could da we could potentially uh, load the containment enough that we could push back the Artem spawn to a smaller size, or at least enough that we could open the containment and take a portion of it out. At that point, if we establish a containment vessel that is only for a small sampling, essentially a spawn of the Artem spawn, um, that would that we could put on your storm chaser and be able to channel the full power of all five stones in there while still leaving two stones here to ma to maintain containment on the rest. Two stones are, like I said, still limited to only two months from now. Although, but if you can wage your war in two months, you can make it back in time to stop the rest of it from breaching. And I do want to add, um, I, I would be remiss if I did not follow the lessons of those who came before me. Um, Jethal, I sorry, uh, Elder Jethal. Uh, what yes, was your yes, experience with the Elder? Can we call him El Jethal? Uh, El Jethal. <laughs> with the uh, Artem spawn. Well, I have ideas about it. But uh, my experience was that it grew too strong. And uh, I was not able to, we were not able to keep it contained. Now, we did not have all five stones, or even, I guess I don't know how many we had, but. You had three. Great. Not even four stones. So the fact that we have seven at our disposal is is a it's good to know and puts a good feeling that we can we will be able to in this time frame in this timeline be able to do what we need to do with it now you're saying to use it on storm chaser and I never, I hadn't thought of that. Um, my ideas, my idea was more using the Artem spawn as more of a defensive and offensive on our person. Being able to utilize, you know, utilize it as sort of a suit of armor, you could say. That also allowed you to deal great damage to the undead. Promothor's face lights up at that point. He goes, he, like he looks down at like his own like suit of power armor he's wearing. Goes, imagine if you could make something like this, but that is perfectly attuned to the undead. But if you did that, I mean, as long as containment was maintained, you should be safe. Um, that, is, that was my theory as well. But, I mean, the risk is great, but the power is also great. 
I mean, I will I, say, I think both are viable options using it, the energy projection or the suits. I so, think if we want to do one, we could probably only have the ability to do one or the other, though. With four stones, two of the stones have been considered consider, considerably weakened. That being those that we have duplicates of. We will require the Cygnus stone for Storm Chaser. And I'll explain that later for you. I don't think we can get into it now. And we can use the two most depleted stones with that. That would leave us with four stones, all unique. And combined together, that would give each member of our group access to that suit. If I'm understanding you correctly, then yes, I believe that's, that would be accurate, because you'd have two stones to maintain... Well, actually, in theory, you wouldn't need the two stones here to maintain containment, because... No, they're for something else. Okay. So, four stones, sure. and then the other remaining three for what... Uh, I guess whatever purposes you have. I mean, we could make that work. How much time would we need for this? See, he goes over to the, the console, starts typing in things, and there's like projections coming in from all the different walls. He goes, uh, well, let's see here. And he like, oh, his backpack like folds out and there's like four different like arms with different tools that come out of it. And he goes, well, with this, and then he presses another button on the keyboard and, uh, like arms come out of the walls with similar type of devices. He goes, I think I could use all this. Um, it'd probably take me an hour for each suit. Sounds like you should get to work. Is, is that, is, is that what we want to, to use the stones for? Is that correct? Or did you still want to go with your energy projection idea? Again, whichever we do, we probably only have the time and power to do one or the other. Uh, El Jethal uh, <laughs> looks over at Tormir. <laughs> da -da -da. <laughs> and he goes, da -da -da. I know you have reservations about my idea. And I understand the risk, but do know that my time did not take the risk and we fell. I would very much like that not to happen to your reality. I, but my reservations are lessened 
when we have someone as capable as Promethor to help direct this technology. Whereas without that, it's far too much of a gamble. Very, absolutely notable. I mean, there's apparently no one other than him who knows these ship systems as well as he does. Other than the people who crashed it here. Uh, Promethor uh, responds back kind of over his shoulder saying, Honestly, I, um, I think they were merely pilots. I probably understand it even better than they did. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> but we have all the right pieces to the puzzle. And four chances to take a bite at the pie rather than one is probably a bit safer of an option. That sounds like a glowing endorsement to start start working. Master Ganthus looks at you and says, Well, if this if we give Promothor the time to build these, I think we should go back, um, talk to Athir and Marin, let them know what capabilities this will provide, and let them come up with a plan for how we want to use them. I agree. That sounds like a good idea. Master, and uh, Promother goes, uh, I, I got things under control here. Um, I mean, I have more than enough hands, but um, I mean, any of you are wel welcome to stay here, um, but I can return back to you guys as soon as I have uh, all four suits built and uh, containment transferred. Well, I do not feel safe leaving the stones here. Uh, I mean, I can stay down here with them if you'd like. If you, Unless you don't want to. It's up to you. I was going to stay because this is very interesting to me. And that strategy stuff, that's nah, not really my cup of tea. Promethor, are you going to need all five stones here? While you're performing this, I will need yeah I will need five stones because I will need the four that I'm going to transfer into and at least one to continue powering the vessel. If um, I were to take I do it. one stone, you I should be fine with one stone uh, missing of the seven. All right, uh, and I grab the Cygnus stone. Yeah, because he's going to need the one stone to power his backpack and all his additional equipment, as well as you know the other stones to either channel it into and to power the ship. So, uh, all right, Elder Jethol, let's uh, make our way over there and explain what's going on. Okay, you guys make it over to Marin um, and Athir. Um, you guys kind of go over, share with them the strategy. Um. About four hours later, um, Jethal and uh, Promothor come back, and uh, Jethal looks kind of uh, 
both pleasantly or pleased as well as a bit surprised. Um, as Promothor hands four belts out. There you go. Well, um, it was an outstanding success. By the way, here's the uh, extra stone that we were using to power the uh, the computer system. I'm assuming you no longer need that on the vessel, as there's no longer an Artem spawn there to contain. Uh, that's probably correct. Um, that would be correct. But if you ever need to access the, the, the systems there, I mean, you can always put one there to, 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 turn, to repower it. Um, that being said, uh, these, and he like hands out, there's a blue one, a red one, a yellow one, and an orange one. Um... I've I've set it up. Uh, whoever is wearing the belt uh, activates it, and it will allow the Artem spawn to uh, encase whatever portions of them they want, and uh, it should be able to retrieve or re uh, pull it back into the uh, the belt as well. Uh, and as long as uh, there is no damage to it, the uh, um there the, it should maintain containment perfectly fine. Do not remove the stones out of the belts. That is my biggest warning at this point. Um, Promethor, I'm going to need your two stones as well. Wait, or you're the last stone you had. Uh, sure. Wait, I'm from a different time. Will that return back with me when I go, when I go back? That's a good question. I'm not sure we know the answer to that. Uh, he, he, like he pulls know. it, he pulls it out of his visor, and or I guess actually, or, well, no, we have had. two. We'd have two on him, right? Because we'd have four. Well, so we, so there were seven. He needed five. Yeah. He took the Cygnus. But we had the five original. Yes. He would have no, no, had, had six. He would have had six because he had one in, one yeah. powering his system, one in the ship, and four there. Yeah. And he had taken the one out of his helmet to, to power the, the the vessel long enough to con to conduct the activity. So. He pulled that one back and probably put that back in his visor, so he can pull that one out and hand that one to you. Or, or so, sorry, I would, I'd have then said both. Because um, it would have been two of yeah. them. Yeah. So, yeah, so do you want three, all, all of his remaining stones? Yeah. Um, okay. You have my word, you... I will return them back to you. Fair. I, I was assuming that you were also going to, you know, make use of me during the battle I will be far less uh, advantageous in your battle without any of the stones but um, I will leave that up to your discretion if, if, if I am to remain back here um, I, then might, I might suggest well um, uh, why don't you have a conversation with Taisil? Uh I'm going to take our crew over to the storm chaser Okay. Real and, quick, and move it into town. Uh, yeah. Uh, real quick, maybe it would be worth if uh, at the end of battle, once we are victorious, clearly, uh, is the Artem sponge going to continue to stay in these belts, or do we need to do something else with it? Uh, if well, the Artem spawn. Based upon my math, it, these belts should continue to contain it for, I believe, uh, by my calculations, uh, about 400 years, 
give or take uh, for each of the belts because they obviously have different levels of power. Um, after that time period, um, you might want to find someone who is well-versed enough in uh, re-establishing that original containment system and transferring them back into it. What about the other containment centers? Other containment centers? Uh, y yeah, there was a couple other ones that we had heard about. I mean, if you had the power sense to power them, I, I absolutely think you could probably put it into a different containment center. Okay. Uh, this is the first I've heard of other containment centers. Well, now that I know about that, I might have to, have to go investigate that in my own time. Oh, good. <laughs> anyway, that's fine. Uh, Tormir's yeah. just like, oh, uh, no. <laughs> you can go ahead and have a conversation with Taysiel, uh for now, and uh, we'll... We'll figure out how we're going to, you know, what we can do to utilize your strengths during the battle. Okay. The uh, the, the three uh, people from Aegis uh, say, uh, based upon my understanding, uh, I believe Marin and her uh, group are going to be here for a, about a week. Uh, Promothor probably less so, and uh, and points at Elderthal and and him also less so as they are both much further removed, one from time and one from space. Um, understood. So, uh, if you're wanting to make use of the gift that Duskwalker left you, I'd recommend not waiting around much longer. I mean, if no one's opposed, I'd like to move in the morning. Uh, that sounds fine with me. Okay. But first, we need to get back to Storm Chaser. Alright. Yep. So, who all goes to Storm Chaser? Uh, I will. Well, I was gonna try and get everyone... Uh, the whole party? Well, yeah, the, us four... Okay. Do you bring Promothor with you? No. Okay. Not yeah. Well, he's, no, he's you have. I want to give Taysil time with Promothor yeah. before. And they they are happy to talk to each other. They they neither of them have objection to that. Um, so you guys head back to Storm Chaser um, to take care of the last things that you want to. Um, and we will draw the episode to a close there. So, thank you again, listeners, for tuning into this episode of Paper Pencil Ice. The big battle seems to be looming. Let's see how things go. I'm really interested to see how uh, how they're able to leverage this. But, um, yeah, tune in next time uh, in to find out. Wow, I'm stumbling over this. Um, but otherwise, in the meantime, reach out. If you have theories of what's going to happen, uh, reach out to us on Facebook, or uh, you can reach out to us by uh, email at paperpencilizedpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, otherwise, in the meantime, keep gaming, friends, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Paper Pencil Dice. Reach out to us at paperpencilizedpodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time to find out what our heroes get into next on Paper Pencil Dice.